0: Welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you to be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Emily Jaminet, and I'm joined each program in studio with my friend, Michelle Fanley. We hope this show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships
1: with your sisters in Christ. Hello, Michelle. Good morning, Emily. It is so great to be here. And we are so excited to um, start our speaker lineup for interviews here today. I cannot believe that the gift of conference season is is, uh, right around the corner. It just feels like. (laughs) Yep, our team is already working. We've had been meeting. Our little teams have been meeting and starting our um, launching their you know, little projects. So everybody is excited and ready for the 2023 Columbus Catholic Women's Conference.
0: Well, it's sure a privilege that we get to spend some time with these speakers, with some of our key notes and and get to know their story a little bit to give our listeners a a listen. Oftentimes people come back to us and say, I am so glad I listened to that interview before the day or later. I listened to it a second time and that meant so much because this is a little bit more in, you know, personal, and we get to dive deeper. So let's introduce our next guest, which is Paula Umana. She is a former professional tennis player, a Catholic mother of five children, a wife to a French chiropractor, and after her fifth childbirth, she suddenly became sick due to her nervous system disorder called CIDP and left her a quadriplegic. After hundreds of prayers and pilgrimages from friends and family, extreme treatments, Paula was able to start moving thanks to her faith, joy from the Holy Spirit, and courage. She progressed from her bed to a wheelchair, a wheelchair to a walker, and currently is able to walk with the help of these miraculous leg devices. All of these milestones were achieved on specific dates that were directly connected to marry the mother of God. And I think I'm going to pause her bio like that, because I can't wait to hear her tell the rest of her story. So welcome, Paula, to our show, Inspired by Faith.
2: Yeah, and I mean, for me, it's such a big pleasure to be here and be part of this beautiful conference. I, I'm i just so grateful and um, so happy with, to be with you, Emily and Michelle.
1: Well, it is so great to have you. And as our listeners can probably hear, um, you—although I know you're coming from, calling from Atlanta—you are not um, originally from the United States. So, can you share with us a little bit about yourself and your faith journey?
2: Sure, sure. I was born in San Jose, Costa Rica. Have you heard about Costa Rica? <laughs> yes. <So there's, laughs> no Puerto Rico, because people get confused sometimes. Costa Rica is a small country in Central America. And I was born there from a family of seven kids. I am the youngest of seven, imagine. Um, so, yeah, it's beautiful. My grandmother had a 14 children. She was a very, uh, you know, a Catholic lady. And, and I'm the youngest of seven. so I grew in Costa Rica, uh, you know, all my life until I moved. Right now I'm 47, and I moved to the United States when I was, Uh, 27 years old. So let's say uh, 20 years ago, I moved here. But in Costa Rica, we we have a beautiful Catholic faith in general, all the countries. So I grow with that, uh, especially from my grandmother and my parents teaching me, uh, you know, how to live the faith.
0: Now, when you moved to the United States, did you continue to practice your faith? Was that something that's
2: always been um, important to you? Yes, yes. I remember, you know, in Costa Rica, you grow. Uh, it's funny because I, I remember with my grandmother every day at 6 p.m., she was doing something in the couch, a like strange sound, like she was doing like. And it was that she was praying the rosary every single day. Um, and then when I moved to the United States, uh, thank you, Lord, he gave me a very, you know, a Catholic man, and and we we continue the faith, of course. So it, it has been good. It's interesting because sometimes in Latin America, in Latin American countries, uh, you know, the Christian churches go and start to try to make people change from Catholic to Christians, um, which we don't like that, right? <laughs> but 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 here, at least in Georgia, I have seen the opposite. It is like. The Catholic Church has been becoming stronger and and it's good to see you know the faith of the people and how good are the churches here. Um, so I continue with my faith here, of course, twenty years ago when I arrived. yeah.
1: Well, can you share with us a little bit about your journey I know Emily shared it a little bit in your bio but I know we don't want to give a total spoiler to the to the conference but just a little bit about you know your life as a professional tennis player and um, your your hope and healing through your the suffering you endured
2: yeah well I in Costa Rica I remember the first time my dad brought me a tennis racket and for me tennis was not a very popular sport there but I absolutely love it and I start to practice and and being very intense about it um, and i became national champion first and then my brother-in-law came to costa rica from united states and he said would you like to become a professional player and i was like okay (laughs) but i didn't know it was that hard of course i used to practice eight hours a day uh of tennis uh, very intense of course and um you know when i became central american champion I decided to take it very serious. And I was from a family of seven, and tennis is an expensive sport. But, you know, God provides. I remember me praying since that time for that to God who helps me uh, to do everything. And I uh, moved to the United States when I was around uh, maybe 20 for a while, for some years, to practice in tennis academies here. So my best world rank was 280 in the world. I wanted to be number 1, you know, like everybody, but but I became number 280 in the world and number 1 in Central America during 9 years. So I was used to, you know, being a high performance person, pushing and trying and and always, you know, to be the strongest person I can be. Um, after that I got married and I opened my my own business that is still here in Georgia that is coach Paula Tennis. And I provide tennis programs for schools in Georgia. So everything was going pretty good until uh, seven years ago when I was expecting my baby number five. And, you know, I imagine as women, every time we get pregnant, I don't know if Emily and Michelle agree with me, but every time you get pregnant, you think, can I do the same things? Do I Am I going to have the strength, uh, you know, to... To deal with the house and do everything I do, and and you know, you always depend on the Lord. Like, how am gonna make this work? But everything changes a lot with me when I was pregnant of uh, number five of Charles.
0: Wow, I I think you're touching a really important topic because for myself as a mom of seven, and Michelle's a mom of four. You know, I know that that concern, and um, your story I think hits home because it wasn't you know, your, your son that was sick, right? It was you who was left with this neurological, um, you know, uh, illness. So maybe, you know, share with our listeners a little bit about, you know, what what happened or even, you know, we want to provide the hope for people when those dark times come and how your faith really helped you.
2: Well, it's interesting because when you start to have children, you develop some confidence after a while, like, oh, yes, I can do this. So I remember after I got pregnant of, uh, well, after Cecilia, my number four, was born, I say to my husband, um, well, with this natural family planning, working out pretty well, you know, uh, I would like to get pregnant in March and then have a baby in December. So then in February, I can go back to the tennis court. But in February, I, I got pregnant. In March, I got a baby. In December, yes, it worked out pretty well, right? When you when you think your own plans are going to work, um, but in February, I was a complete paralyzed woman in a bed. Uh, so this neurological condition attacked attacked my body, and it was like a monster, uh, you know, very scary, very very scary. I was I was thinking this is not happening to me. Maybe this is just because the drugs during labor, what is this? I am the person that is strong, that always can run from right to left. And the kind of mom I am, and I used to be, you know, I'm not a mom of those ones that likes to bake and do crafts and read books. I'm a mom of, let's go. You know, let's go to the park. Let's go to play tennis. Let's go to the sports. Let's go to the pool. Uh, I always I always like to do physical activities. And it was just exactly the opposite of what happened to me. You know, my legs were gone, all my body um, got paralyzed in a period of like maybe five months, uh, you know, until I was a, a piece of, I can say, like a piece of meat on a bed, only able to speak and to contemplate my children and to, to figure it out, how to deal, you know, with all the situation. And when suffering comes in your life, uh, you know, it's very easy to say, you're going to be fine. I'm praying for you. Have faith. God is going to help you. But when you are the person dealing with that in the middle of the situation is when you say, okay, now, you know, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to manage this.
1: Yes. Thank you for, for sharing, for sharing that story, because I think so many people, right? We all like that. We think we're super moms. And then all of a sudden um, the floor comes out from beneath us, right? When suffering hits and We don't know how to to deal with it, how to manage. And and you did a a beautiful job, really, you know, relating this to your faith. So can you share a little bit how um, you grew in your faith during your suffering?
2: Okay, so if you want me to give some tools today, uh, the first thing that is really important, I, I would say, is we all have to recognize that when you go through something hard, you know, when somebody dies in our life, and I don't want you to, to think oh poor paula you know my suffering is very small and this lady got all paralyzed with five children so it doesn't compare because no because we all have suffering sometimes it's something emotional that's really small but it's a big deal for us you know so what i would suggest is first you you have to know that you go through different process you know first you cry a lot Uh, maybe you get angry you get angry with people around you you get angry with god like why is this happening to me um, but it's very important. I would say three things are very really important. It's to accept it. You know, when when the suffering comes in your life, I want you to accept what is going on. So once you accept it, then it's very easy to deal with. Because, you know, for me it was, okay, now I'm a person with paraplegia. You know, I from my knee to my feet is paralyzed. And it took me a long time to see, okay, no, and I... I was fighting and trying like every human being, but now I accept this is my reality. You know, I'm the new Paula with these devices on my legs, and I cannot be more happy because the doctors said you will never be able to walk, you know. Um, So that is very important. The second thing is, um, remember, please, it sounds very simple, but use all—we have the Catholic advantage, Use your Catholic advantage. You are not the same as your friend that is not Catholic. You have hundreds of resources. And sometimes we just look at it like a tradition and we forget about it. But the sacraments are so powerful, so powerful to manage suffering because you go in a stage of grace that you don't understand when you really apply them. You have our our mother. We have the divine mercy, we have confession, we have anointing of the saints, so many resources. You have, you know, it's served for you. The big table is served for you to manage your suffering. There is not a secret. Keep it very simple, as simple as just having a communion and say, God, help me through this situation today. The day-by-day, it's going to be amazing because that's what I really live, you know. Um, So remember, the Catholic Advantage Accept your situation. Another thing for me was super important to manage your sufferings. I'm not here to tell you your life is going to be good. Don't worry. Think positive. I cannot tell you that because, because we cannot control that, you know. But there's some things that are really important that we can do. For me, the main resource I used to manage suffering was a priest that came to my house. And actually, I think he's in a monastery now, and I cannot talk to him, but he gave me a boot camp training on, on how to offer your sufferings. When you learn to offer your suffering, you become a superwoman from wherever you are. And I remember me being all paralyzed in the bed, not being able to do anything, but the wall of my room was full of pictures, who I'm suffering for, phrases, uh, you know, friends that share me their problems, the more I knew about others that need, the better it was because I was able to use my sufferings for something. A big picture of the divine mercy. And why do I do all these things? Why offering all these sufferings? Maybe in my human nature, I would say, no way. I'm going to take all these drugs for, for panic and depression. I'm going to sleep all day and forget about I'm a paralyzed. But the love of my, that I have for my kids, and that's what how women, how with women, we we move, we wake up every morning. We know the love for our families are a huge motor. And I said, I need to manage my house from the bed. I need my kids to see a mom that I'm not moving, but I am. I'm able for them. That I have a clear mind. And my recipe and my my medicine was 100% offering the suffering
0: wow that was so helpful and i cannot wait for you to come to the columbus catholic women's conference but i do have to do a little reset we are listening to inspired by faith a program of the columbus catholic women's conference we are here in studio at saint gabriel i'm emily jaminette i'm here with michelle fanley and we are talking to our future guest Paula Umana, about hope and suffering and your insights you just shared um, go against what a lot of society says on what to do with suffering. Like you said, medicate it, ignore it, wallow in it. But you gave us just some tools in this very moment, such as the Catholic Advantage.
1: I love that. That was a great uh, little catchphrase, the Catholic Advantage. i got to remember that one. That's amazing. <laughs> well, Paula, you shared, um, you know, in your Catholic Advantage, you shared, I know, in your story that you have a strong devotion to the Blessed Mother. So can you tell our listeners how she played a role in your life and your healing?
2: Yes. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, when suffering comes, you start to compare to others and you start to beg God to give you the answer you want. I didn't know if I was going to die or not. And I was—I used to be so frustrated, like how everybody can move and walk. Or I remember me being jealous in the hospital of people being able to move, and I was not able to do anything. Um, But then, by the mercy of God, my body started to come back a little. But little by little, little by little, and it's amazing how every time something happens was related to our Blessed Mother. Um, The first time I remember, I was in the bed with no strength at all, and I was in August of 2015. And in Costa Rica, we have the day of Our Lady of the Angels, where half of the country does a peregrinage. Millions of people go and pray to Our Lady, and they walk miles and miles praying for it. So a huge, huge group of people did this pregnancy for me, uh, my aunt, her name is Aida, she started. And it was on August 2nd of 2015. And on August 3rd of 2015, I just, I'm going to cry, you know, I just wake up. And it was the first time I was able to sit down. And I, I have that video, I hope I'm going to share it with you in, in the conference, how all my kids will start screaming like, Mommy's sitting, you know, Mommy's sitting. And, and then, you know, things will start to come back little by little. Um, you know, and then two more things happened huge for me. The one was the first time I was able to stand up was on February 11th of 2016. Today, um, you know, is one of the days of Our Lady of Lourdes. Um, so the way that happens, I can share with you details when I'm going to be in Columbus. <laughs> oh. So this is like the trailer, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the biggest miracle for me uh, was that, you know, um, when my one of my daughters went to Our Lady of Lourdes in France, that's the day when somebody st- stopped me in the supermarket after being in the best neurological clinics in the united states and told me there's nothing we can do for you to be able to walk there were no hope and and that day my daughter marie was in a mission in spain and they drove drove to version of our lady of Lourdes. and the day she prayed for me somebody stopped me in the supermarket and she introduced me to what i'm wearing right now like nothing like nobody else knew about it and she says I didn't walk for 12 years, and I discovered this in Instagram. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so today I am a person that has a disability, but I cannot be more happy and thankful for, for what God gave me just because I can be useful for my family. And if I cannot tell you the list of miracles, you know, I can tell you a hundred horrible, horrible things. But I can tell you a thousand beautiful things.
0: Ugh. Well, you know, as a mom, you're talking about such an impactful thing, not just in your own life, but in your marriage and your children. You know, what did your children see? Did it strengthen their faith watching you endure the suffering? It sounds like, uh, it, sounds like it did, but I'd love to hear a few words on that.
2: Well, right now they joke a lot because they say okay mom what is the next miracle you know they laugh we laugh together now we laugh of everything that happens you know how they deal with how they have a hundred different ladies in my house cleaning and cooking and bringing casseroles uh you know uh, everything that we went through you know as a mom i hope the city's there you know and they just live their lives next to me, they grow taking care of their mom, not their mom taking care of the kids. They get used to that. And, and now that I am a speaker, I, the, the best part of being a speaker for me is, it's funny, is not to go and talk in Columbus. The best part for me is to go with my daughters. Like, they, they fight, no, it's my turn. No, it's my turn to go with mommy, you know. So travel with them, go in a restaurant together. Uh, jump in the bed of the hotel, uh, bring the book, seeing mom talking about it. For us, it is it's a dream. It's a dream like how we can see everything that happens and now how we can serve the Lord. Um, I am enjoying that part so much of being able to be a mom and share with them the faith and the fruits of the suffering.
1: Well, you mentioned your book. Can you share with your listeners a little bit about your book and how they can get it and how they can um, be in touch with you? Thank you. Thank
2: you. Emily, right? It's not Michelle. It's Emily. This is Michelle, but that's okay. We're going back
0: and forth. We're making it hard on you, Paula.
2: (laughs) Well, it's funny because, you know, if you see my hands, my hands have some disability. It's very hard for me to write. I, I write like a kindergarten, the letters. But when I was at the hospital, I felt a huge need That the person, this is another tool I want to tell you, please don't hesitate. When you are dealing with a suffering, the first thing I want you to do is use the Catholic advantage, but then think about, who has been going through this? And with all the humility, don't hesitate to contact that person, because you're going to save a lot of tears, a lot of time, and that person is going to tell you what to do. You know, if your husband is being really mean to you, oh, which friend has the same problem? If you're dealing with an illness, if your son or your daughter is an addict, what am I going to do? Look for somebody that is a catholic believer and they can they can help you so much. So, I was so desperate for me, I say, I want the paraplegic to talk to me. I want the person suffering to tell me what to do with all this frustration because I'm not the faith lady that I thought I was. I'm hating this so much, you know. So, my book is something very simple. It's 40 stories to help anybody dealing with illness, with suffering in their lives or their families to read the stories. And every story has an application, a prayer, an exercise to do every day, the day by day with the suffering, what to do with it. Um, it has been a, an, an amazing tool and he has the approval of the archbishop of atlanta so it's approved by the church um so that was something else that god did for me that i don't know how you know so it's beautiful it, the name of the book is called 40 gifts of hope and i'm going to bring the book to the conference of course uh, Michelle and Emily, you have to tell me how much. How many books should I bring. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and you can get it in Amazon. Uh, you know, you just put 40 Gifts of Hope, it's going to show there. And I, if you can follow me on my page, it's Paola, Paula, P-A-U-L-A, paulaspeaker.com. Um, you know, and I would love to become your friend, uh, you know, heart by from heart to heart. I am just learning to do all these. And as you can hear, English is my second language. So sometimes I say funny things, but I just try to say everything from my heart.
1: Well, thank you for joining us, Paula. What a joy, Paula. Thank you. We cannot
0: wait to be with you at our 2023 Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. So, to, hey, listeners, this is an, a very important event. Paula is coming to us from Atlanta, Georgia, to tell the rest of the story. So we're going to have to hold tight until she comes.
1: Yes, and thank you again, Paula, and we will see you in February.
2: Thank you, Emilia, Michelle, and everybody. I can't wait to meet you all, and I have never been in Ohio, so I will be there.
0: Well, get a good winter coat, okay?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will do that. Thank you so much. God bless.
1: What a beautiful gift what a beautiful gift. I heard about Paula from my mother. She spoke at another women's conference in Indiana. My mom said she was the last speaker. It went a little bit over, but nobody moved a muscle. Mm -hmm. So we are so delighted she is coming to speak with us here in Columbus.
0: Well, and I think that that concept of the Catholic advantage, I, I was really touched by that terminology because I think back on, I think we could both say key moments of health and, and wellness not only spiritually, but also just someone investing and helping from my parish, from my community when I was in a moment of crisis. that you know that, that relationship where also there was uh, just an amazing bit of community. So the power of of our Catholic community as well. Amen. Well let's pray. All right, in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Behold me, my beloved Jesus. Weighed down under the burden of my trials and suffering. I cast myself at your feet that you may renew my strength and my courage while I rest here in your presence.
1: Permit me to lay down my cross in your sacred heart for only your infinite goodness can sustain me. Only your love can help me bear my cross. Only your powerful hand can lighten its weight.
0: Oh, divine king jesus whose heart is so compassionate to the afflicted i
1: wish to live in you suffer and die in you during my life be to me my model and my support at the hour of my death be my hope and my refuge amen holy spirit amen